guys welcome to another episode of transfer listed your favorite one-stop shop for arsenal news and in-depth analysis on players being linked to arsenal my name is jessica and i'm your host and you can follow me on twitter at it's Jessino. happy father's day to everybody celebrating if there are any fathers in the chat box you know happy father's day i hope you guys have a, have had or are having a very nice day celebrate with your families and all those good things after the show, I'm going to be hanging out with my dad. So, you know, I'm very grateful and blessed to have my dad in my life. And so I hope that you guys get an opportunity to celebrate with your families and all those great things, you know. So let's go ahead and get started. So on today's show, what I want to do is just a general Arsenal transfer roundup. It's There's a lot of news and I just want to kind of bundle it all together and put it out there. And then I just want to let you guys know that tomorrow... At 7 p.m. UK time, we'll be doing a more in-depth pro player profile on Kamavinga. So make sure you guys come back for that. But we will talk about him a little bit on this show. So let's see what you guys are saying now. Sean says, good morning, Jess. Good morning to you as well. Um, where I'm at, but hello still. Exactly. <laughs> Matt says, hey, Jess, looking forward to the show. I'm looking forward to it as well. Starboy says, peace sign. Peace sign to you as well. Um Sean says, I'm an Arsenal and PSG fan. I'd rather Camavinga come to Arsenal because it'll be best for his development. Can't see him doing that while playing with Neymar and Bobby, etc. Yes, I do tend to agree with that. GK says, evening. Good evening to you as well. And Coog Swin says, no way we get Camavinga, but if we do, star eyes. Exactly. We will talk about all those great and wonderful things. So let's go ahead and jump in. So the first player is Camavinga. So Camavinga is 18 years old, currently at Stade Rene. And on October 7th, 2020, he was, you know, he made his first start for France in a 7-1 win against Ukraine, where he scored his first international goal. And he's the youngest goal scorer for France since Maurice Gustiger in 1914. So, you know, that's that's pretty good. I mean, he's he's known as a wonder kid. You know, I'm, I'm sure everybody has heard of him. So the 10 sport said, you know, this was maybe like a couple of maybe like a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about Eduardo Camavinga not renewing his contract with Renee. So if Camavinga doesn't renew before June 28th, which is in a couple of days, Stad Rene will put him on the transfer list and listen to offers for, for him. And PSG and Arsenal are close, closely monitoring the situation. That was like maybe a week or so ago. Yesterday, Alexis Bernard from Latin Sports says at the stadium where Rene begins to understand the kid wants to leave for the summer. Basically, what he's saying from the translation is he wants to leave. And he's a priority for Arsenal. And we have been very active behind the scenes for the last two months to try to sign him. And PSG is also interested, but they have a limited budget. We all know that PSG is going through somewhat of a rebuild, you know, with Maurizio Pochettino being there, they need to go ahead and bring him some players in. 
you know, they're interested in Hakimi and they'll probably bring in a couple more high profile players. So who knows if they will have the budget to grab, you know, Camavinga as well. And as Sean had already said, it's really important for Camavinga, which his camp has already said that he plays. He wants to play and he wants to, you know, continue to develop as a young player. And being 18 years old, you know, you don't necessarily need to make the big, you know, jump to PSG slash Real Madrid right now. You would go somewhere to kind of develop and and make sure you get that good playing time. You know, that might be the best thing for his career at the moment. So his market value right now is about 60 million, but I think we all know that Stad Rene would probably want more. But with his contract due to expire June 30th, 2022, they've kind of lost a little bit of their negotiating power. So, you know, you know, when you let your player get down to the last two years of their contract, it becomes kind of like a slippery slope. And if other teams don't come in and challenge Arsenal and he really wants to leave and he's open to coming to Arsenal, they may be in a position where they do need to, you know, let him go for less than what they're that what they're wanting if he's forcing a move, you know, so that's something to to consider. And it's also been kind of intimated amongst, you know, Arsenal fans and some of the journalists that this may be what the holdup is in with a potential move for Basuma. Fabrizio Romano had already reported a couple of weeks ago that although Basuma is a target of Arsenal, he's not the number one target. And it was kind of difficult to kind of see who that number one target was. We were linked with and still are a little bit linked to Ruben Neves, but we never really made a room for a move for him either. Now that this is coming to the forefront, this makes a little bit more sense. If his future is in the balance, I can't really blame Arsenal for wanting to, you know, see if they could sign one of the top talents in Europe. Um, and if they don't feel like there's a lot of competition for Basuma, then just leave that on the back burner and try to bring in Camavinga. We know that there's a new transfer policy being installed at Arsenal, which includes bringing in some of the best and brightest young players and trying to increase their value and sell them for big money. This would fall in that category. And you're probably like, well, if you have to pay 60, 70 million for Camavinga, how is that true? But we all know how, you know, the transfer market will rehabilitate itself once the pandemic fully kind of tapers off. And if we can kind of imagine, you know, Camavinga becoming the player that people believe he's going to be in two, three seasons, he may be worth double than, you know, what we're paying, what we're paying for him now. So this looks like a pretty smart move, you know, so let me see what you guys are saying in the comment section. There's about... 60 of you guys watching right now, make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel and make sure you get in the chat box and let me know what you think about Camavinga. Billy says, I already have a feeling that Camavinga is the main target for the CDM position, CM position. Exactly. Yo-Yo says PSG signing Genie and already having stock midfield may deter Camavinga. Arteta's treatment of Saliba and Mateo may also deter Camavinga. Starboy says, wow, that would be a dream, but I'd be shocked if it happens. Tamina says, Albert Sammy Lakonga to Arsenal is a done deal, Jess. I mean, I like that player. So, I mean, if we bring, if we bring him in, you know, good. I, I like the player. Let's see. We will get to some of the other things in a minute, too. So, GK says, that's a full full-on high-risk gamble than getting a finished article for 50, 60 million nuts. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of risky if you think about it, because if he doesn't fulfill his potential, then we will have paid 60 to 70 million on a player that, you know, maybe doesn't hit those heights. But at 18 years old, even if he doesn't become world class in the next two or three years, if he's just a good player, we could still sell him for 40 to 50. So you'd only lose a little bit. So for me, it's high risk. High, high risk, high reward type thing. And um, again, if you don't think that there's a lot of competition for Basuma, which it doesn't really look like there is, Liverpool was linked, but they've already kind of said that he's not a real target for them at this point. You know, so who's really, you know, it doesn't seem like Manchester United are interested in him. It seems like they're going more in the Declan Rice, you know, direction. And even at that, they're still trying to get Sancho slash Varem. 
So if you don't really think there's a lot of competition for Basuma at the minute, I don't really see why it would be a big deal for the club to explore this route and see if it could happen because let's, let's not, let's, you know, let's not play coy. Like Kamavinga is an excellent player, you know? And so I think even if he doesn't become world-class and he just becomes a really good player, we could still sell him for a lot of money or just keep him at Arsenal for the rest of his life, you know? So it's, it's pretty exciting. And even like, let's say we don't get him, we can still get Basuma, you know? So I still think we're fine. Sean says we as fans need to stop limiting how much and who the club should bring in. This is what ambitious owners should do. O'Malley says Camavinga has a much higher ceiling than any other option in the six, eight role. Mercil says Arteta does not sign young players. He also has issues with French players. Can't manage big, big egos. Well, Arteta does not sign young players. That doesn't really make sense because he signed Gabriel. Gabriel is a young player. He brought in Odegaard, you know, for a loan. So he that's a young player as well. He played Saka and ESR. Those are two young players. So, and he also is not the only one in charge of transfers. Adu is also in charge. He has issues with French players. I would say that that's a kind of like one of those generalizations based on the players that have not really been involved in the squad right now. I wouldn't actually say he doesn't, he has issues with French players. The players that are not playing just happen to be French, if that makes sense. When you're saying big egos, I do tend to agree with maybe he doesn't like dealing with players with rough edges, you know, and so I could kind of say that, but the young players thing after one window, making a gross generalization about what he does in the transfer market after one window, I think is a little bit too much. And the French player thing, I don't really agree with, to be honest. Um, O'Malley says, I don't think they are going to get 50 to 60 million for him in his last year, 30 to 40 max. I mean, if we did that, that would be insane, to be honest. JMS says, while housing all three of Kamavinga, Lakanga, and Aziz sounds exciting, do you think that's manageable long-term? No, I think at least one of them would have to go at some point, you know, because all three of them are not going to play. And if you still, if you have Thomas, you know, for the next three to five seasons, then one of them will probably not get as much playing time as they probably would want to. But maybe you keep two of them or even just one. The, the key is, is for Lakanga and Kamavinga in particular, is being able to have an environment in which they can succeed so that their value increases. And if we, for some reason, would need to sell them, we would be making more and be able to replace at a high level. So, you know, maybe we can't look at them as a long term, like that's going to be our three for the next couple of years or next, you know, five, six years. But I think having them as backup options and being able to increase their value is a very, very good prospect. Let's see. GK says, we look into the young age to potential. That young age equals potential. It's all nonsense. We look into that young age to potential. That young age equals potential is all nonsense. So are you saying that young players don't just because they're young, that doesn't necessarily mean that they have potential. Billy says Renee won't get no way near 50, let alone 60. I mean, it really just, I don't really know what he'll go for, but if we could even get him for 60, I think we're still getting a deal because the reality is, is this kid has, and the market is really one of those where we, we probably know that the price is still inflated, but a player like this is not like in a regular market is going for a hundred million. You know what I mean? So Yo-Yo says Gamma should be loaned out immediately. I don't want to see party having to hold someone's hand next season. If he comes to Arsenal, we are not loaning him out. You know, his whole, his whole thing is wanting to develop. He wants to start, you know, um, GK, we're not going to be able to compete with that model going for high prestige wonder kids and expecting them to reach heights and stop it. I mean, the reality is, is bringing in one of those players is not going to deteriorate everything that we're doing in the window. We're not just linked with wonder kids. We are also linked with Ben White, who's 24 years old, James Madison, who's 24 years old. 
Husa Mawar, who's 23 years old, Andre Silva, 25 years old. So bringing in one of these players doesn't really mean that that's what our entire team is going to be. As you've already said, like we've already said, Thomas is 28 years old, you know? So I think getting one of these players doesn't necessarily mean that that's all we're going to have in our team. So, yeah. I mean, if you have an opportunity to sign Kamavinga, I don't really think that you, you turn that down. This is somebody who's already made their appearance for the full French national team. So it's not really like he's some kid that's playing in the second division of the French league or anything like that. You know, Waza says Lacazette is French. He's played young players who have worked, had and had done well. Guendouzi just has a bad attitude. Yeah, I don't really agree with the he has an issue with French players. I would say that's that's not something that I would attach with Arsenal or Arteta. Starboy says, I don't think people realize how good Kamavinga is. He's not your average wonder kid. That's what I'm I'm saying is that there's like another level of, of young kids that are above the level already. And I think because he starts for a league one team already on a regular basis that he's already a little bit more ahead. I get the apprehension about wanting, having too many kids in the squad. You guys know, I don't think that that's a good thing, but when we talk about getting a James Madison who will play in front of a Smith Rowe and a Ben White who will play in front of a Saliba, we're talking about having maybe two of these players in the team instead of like three or four, you know, Saka can start, for Arsenal Football Club, like that's not a problem. So if, if your starting lineup has Kamavinga and Saka, but the rest of the players are regular age, you know, they're pre-prime or prime level, um, prime age players. I don't really see the issue with that, to be honest. Awa is French and he's Arteta's number one target. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Yeah, and you guys remember at 7 p.m. UK time tomorrow, I'll be doing an in-depth analysis on Kamavinga and how he will fit into Arsenal. So we'll talk about what that means for the formation. We'll talk about what kind of player he is, statistics, all the nitty-gritty. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel so you don't miss out. Oh, yeah, and this is the other thing. Haji, yes, I think his first choice would be PSG, but the reality is, is if they don't have the money to buy him and he wants to leave, then he would probably come to Arsenal because we can still give him what he needs, you know? So there's definitely that. But again, if we weren't to get, if we didn't get him, it wouldn't be the end of the world because we would still be able to go get Basuma because I don't actually think there's as much competition for him as it seems because if there was, he'd, he'd be gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing stopping anybody, you know, from getting him at this point. Make sure you guys are liking the video as you guys are chatting away. All right, so the next player that we are, we're going to talk about is somebody that we know very well, Husam Awa. So Awa is 22 years old, currently playing for Lyon. The Sun has reported that Arsenal are lining up a $20 million bid for Awa with a wage package of 100 k per week. Um, what they're saying is we were priced out of a move last summer, but due to the French League having money troubles and Lyon missing out on Champions League, they need... They need to sell. You know, this is a player that you guys, we know very well. You know, um, I don't know if we were necessarily priced out or there were some crazy things going on with with the agent who's his brother or whatever. But nevertheless, it's a player that we were really interested in. Alexis Bernard for Latin Sports said and, um, you know, replying to somebody else, he basically said that Arsenal still want a wall, but he's not a priority. And the player is wanted um, the player wanted to go to Ju Juventus. So basically he's not our first choice, but we're still interested. He would be interested in going to Arsenal, but Arsenal is not his first choice. Juventus is his first choice. Either way, I haven't really seen him reliably linked to Juventus this summer. And for me, I still think that this would be the steal of the summer. Me and George talk about this all the time that I know there's question marks around Awa and his perceived attitude issues and the fact that he comes in and out of games and all that kind of stuff. But from a profile perspective and his statistics, he's an elite level attacking midfielder that would 
really fit in with us on the left-hand side. I know some people, Arsenal fans, believe that we have enough quality on the left-hand side. But in reality, for me, I think because he can play as a left midfielder as well as a left forward, I think he'd be a nice option to kind of bring together what we're kind of doing, like a wall on the left, Emil Smith-Rowe through the middle, and Saka on the right, to me, just feels like it makes a lot of sense. So he's somebody that I, I would like to see come into Arsenal if that's something that we were seriously into. This also feels like an alternative to James Madison. I know that some some people are kind of, well, are we going to get both? I can't see us getting both. I would say that this feels like an either-or. Um even though I would love to see like a Wah, Madison and Zaka behind the striker, even with a $250 million war chest, it seems unlikely. And I also kind of doubt the validity of the sun. And this may just be an agent move to get other teams to come to the table for a wall. So it seems a little bit less reliable to, than the James Madison thing for me. Even though I know that we are interested in a wall, we have been interested in him. I'm not sure that I, I really buy this. So what are you guys saying in the chat box? Let's see. Sean says, if a walk comes, I won't be mad. But if Basuma is the choice, I take that instead. Starboy says, when even is a Wa's best position? What even is a Wa's best position? I don't see him in a double pivot or in a 10, probably left center mid in a 4-3-3. Um, he's played in a double pivot with Dembele or not Dembele, um, and Dombele for Lyon before he also can play 10, but that's not his best position. He's best as a left eight in a three, and he can also play as a left forward. So he can play multiple positions, which does fit the bill for what Arteta, you know, wants, you know, and at 20 million, that's kind of like a no brainer. If you're talking about you know, Arsenal fans are very upset or some are up in arms about the amount of money we'd be spending on James Madison, 20 million for a wall. You know, you'd have to take into consideration the inconsistencies and and maybe the attitude. But, you know, players that cost less usually have a little bit more. They're a little bit more rough around the edges. You know, you have to deal with some more, you know, things that maybe you don't want to have to deal with. But you know, hey, it is what it is. So 20 million for a wall versus 60 million for James Madison. Take your pick, you know, but um, he can play multiple positions. Haji says a wall is inconsistent. That's a gamble. I mean, at 20 million, that's 20 million in this market is nothing. We're paying 15 to 20 million for Sambi Lakonga. His transfer market value is 45 million. That's a wash transfer market value. So you're paying way under market value for a player that has elite stats in the attacking mid position. So it's not really, I mean, it is a gamble, but not to like, if we were paying 60 million for him, that would be more of a gamble. You know what I mean? 20 million is nothing for a player of his quality, to be honest. Priceless Truth Records label says Neves isn't a target, but chamomile, chamomile, chamavinga is the real target. Is the real target. Tony says I buy this as much as I buy everything else from that source. Absolutely nothing. GK, GK says Aquarium has Aquarium has regressed. Like he was way better when he broke through. Is that a wall? <laughs> Don says we need to go for both Awa and Basuma if we want to challenge for top four. Yo-Yo says Arteta said he didn't want players who need convincing. Signing Awa would prove it was his typical lip service. Okay. Starboy says for that price, I don't see it as a gamble. Me neither. Um, GK says we might as well promote a youth player. Why spend 20 million? Because a youth player is not ready to play. I mean, I think that's. We might as well promote a youth player. Why spend 20 million? Because we need a player in that position, and 20 million is a steal for a player who is market value is 45 million. Like, why would we promote a youth player? And 
didn't you just say that our team is too young and we shouldn't be bringing in more young players? Like, I don't understand like the, the resistance against like the price and it's just, you know, it's a little bit inconsistent. You guys, like he's 23 year, 23 year old, huge upside way under market value, what we would be paying for him. So what's the problem? I'm confused. And John Joe Kenny, I don't know anything about that, to be honest. I know that we're linked with John Joe Kenny, but wow, is that the right back we're going for? Dublin Gunner says $20 million for a while over Sheffield's keeper. Tough choice. Um, Matt G says, I don't understand people who say we don't need Ben White because we had the third best defense in the league. We achieved that with David Louise, our best CB who has now left. So, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm just a little bit confused about what we actually want. It's like Camavinga, no, he's too young. You know, okay, I get that. You know, Awa for $20 million, he's a player that walks straight into our team, and then we don't want him either. Like, what do we actually want, you know? Exactly, not from our wallet. So, exactly. So, Mixed mix reactions on both of those, you know. So let's talk about Andre Silva. 25-year-old cu currently playing for Frankfurt. 28 goals and 8 assists last season in the Bundesliga and currently is in the team for Portugal at the Euros. He was second only to Lewandowski for goals last season um, in the Bundesliga. Obviously, Lewandowski had 41. He had 28 uh, he scored more than Holland. Duncan Castle says Arsenal have already begun talks to sign this striker and the club would need to sell Lacazette in order to complete the deal for him. 34 million euros could get the deal done. You know, um, I did a, a more extensive player profile on him yesterday and ultimately gave my verdict on whether he's good enough for Arsenal. And I will post that link in the chat and in the description box. So you guys can check it out after you leave this one. But I just kind of want to get your guys' ideas on this because we've already kind of went over him a little bit, but the links kind of still seem to be there. And I don't really think Lacazette is going to be here next season. I really don't. Um, so this is the striker that we've been most reliably linked to in the last couple of days. So what do you guys think about him? And I'm going to go ahead and drop the link for the Andre Silva show so you guys could watch that after. So, yeah. I don't know, you guys. When it comes to the striker situation, you know, I kind of said this yesterday that, you know, I'm not quite sure we need to be relying on Balogun if something were to happen to Aubameyang. You know, our it's just our luck, you know, that if something would happen to Aubameyang, you know, it would happen next season when we're under immense, you know, pressure. So, like, let's say Aubameyang was unavailable or wasn't holding, you know, wasn't scoring the amount of goals in, that we think he should be scoring. Could we rely on Balogun to step in? I'm not sure that we could. And I'm not sure that we, we should be doing that. Um, I know that he's been promised first team football, but the more I think about it, I'm like, if we have the money and we can still address the other positions that, you know, we need like midfield and the fullbacks, then if we sold Lacazette, I think we should be bringing in a striker, but I'm not sure if we should bring be bringing in this striker. Um, let's see. Um, GK, this is so funny. Keisha Knight Pulliam. I've actually met her before. I saw her in a restaurant, um, in Atlanta once, and I stood next to her. And when we stand next to each other, we don't look alike. <laughs> Jay October says, do you think we can realistically develop Saliba, Saka, Kamavinga, ESR, and Balogun all at once? They will, will need game time. Well, I think it just, it just depends, you know, I, I think there's enough games, you know, for everybody for it to go around. And so, you know, and it just depends on gameplay. You know, I think Saka starts every game next season if he's fit. You know, I really, really do. I think Saliba would get less, but I think he should get less because, again, like he's never played in the Premier League. ESR can play off of the left or play through the middle. So I'm not really worried about him getting playing time. And Kamavinga would start if he came in. 
Barry says Silva seems decent, but high price. Does he improve us massively from what we have with Laka? I mean, yes, in terms of like, would there be somebody in the box that could get his head on the ball when Tierney is putting in amazing crosses? Yes. One of his main skills is being able to head the ball and being good in the air in the box. Um, but, you know, we have to take into consideration that the Bundesliga, they don't necessarily play. They play with a high line. And so if you want to take away may maybe 10 of those goals, let's just say he didn't get those because he wouldn't have got those in the Premier League. That's 18 goals. And I think Lacazette scored 15 this season, you know, so maybe it's comparable, you know, but then we also have to take into consideration that if we do lose Lacazette, we need somebody who's better in build up, somebody who can drop in deep and is not as, you know, a bombing is not great in build up, you know, so he would be able to add that. So I think in terms of fitting into our system and a player profile standpoint, I think he's well-rounded enough you know, to, to, to play for Arsenal, you know, but I'm just a little bit like, can we afford to have a player adapt for a year? Because adaptation scares me just a little bit. So that's kind of where I stand with that. Yo-Yo says skill set matters most cost, age, nationality, etc., means little for all of these targets. Tony says top striker for less than 40 million. That's a buy every year. Hasib says much prefer Isak over Silva. Yo-Yo <laughs> says Silva would only join if reassured a starting place surely. That's a very good point. Yo-Yo, I think you put in a comment on the Silva video um, about him. Whoever comes in would basically push a bombing out of that center spot and we'd be seeing a bombing off the left. For me, I don't really want to see a bombing off the left anymore. I don't love it. You know, it's not my favorite, you know, so we'd have to see. Hasib says, would I take Isaac for 45 million? My only apprehension about that is because we need a striker to play next season. And again, if a bombing is not available, you know, do I feel like I, as Isak is, is ready enough to step in and, and, and come in and score 15 to 20 goals? I'm not sure. So would I spend that on a long-term option? Yes. But as somebody that needs to come in next season and maybe perform in an under pressure Arsenal side, I'm not sure. I do really like him, though. I do. Would I sell Lacazette? Of course I would. I think he needs to go. Starboy said he flopped at Milan, but as long as we create chances for him, I think he'll score goals. I agree. Hold on, you guys. Okay. All right. Um, Chasman says our strikers don't take enough shots at goal. This guy will change it. You guys, I really highly recommend you guys watch the show that I did yesterday about Andre Silva. We talked about where he scores his goals from his statistics, what he's good at, what he's not good at, what this would mean for Martinelli and Balogun, all those things. So I'll put the link in the description box, but I also put it in the, in the chat, but for 35 million, I don't think that that's that bad. Um, and if you think about, we could get him now and maybe, it's risky, but maybe get Isak when Aubameyang leaves. And then you have Isak and Andre Silva as your striking options. You know, I just think Isak is a long-term replacement for Aubameyang and we need somebody to come in and fill in for Lacazette, you know, and I'm not sure that Isak does that because he's still very raw to me. There's about 88 of you guys watching right now. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. And let's keep going. Hold on, you guys. I am. I need to get somebody to get my charger <laughs> because um, I found it. My thing is dying. Give me one second. Let's see. Okay, so let's talk about some outgoings. I know it's not as exciting. You know, we want to see about who comes in. But to be honest, like, if players don't leave, we can't bring anybody in. So let's talk about Lucas Torreira. 
He's being linked with a move to Lazio. Fabrizio Romano says Arsenal have not opened talks with Lazio for Joaquin Correa. So there's been, you know, people in the comments asking about Correa. From Fabrizio Romano's, you know, knowledge, we, we haven't opened talks with him at all, despite rumors. And he's not even being considered as a target as of today. Lazio are interested in Lucas Torreira. But Arsenal, you know, we're asking for 20 million to sell him, and it's a complicated deal. So if the price does not change, they will not be able to sell him. You know, or they Lazio will not be able to buy him. So this kind of goes back to what I've kind of been saying this entire time, you guys. European clubs are skint. Um, they really, really are. The I just don't really see them being able to spend the money required for us to sell our players at the maximum of what we want. You know what I mean? So I'm not surprised that they don't want to pay the 20 million, but the reality is Torreira is a very young player. And I think we should push to get as much for him as possible. I, I really, really do because he's still young and he, ha he still can progress in his career. And I think he must be sold this summer. So unlike Granite, you know, who's 29 years old and, um, you know, coming towards the last two years of his contract, I think we, we, it's okay to concede a little bit on him, but for Torreira, somebody needs to go ahead and they need to pay the 20 million for me. That's where I kind of stand with that. So what do you guys think about Lucas Torreira? Let's see. Dublin Gunner says, I'm pleased. It looks like we'll get actual cash for Torreira though. A few months ago, it looked like he would be going South America for nothing. I, I agree. I thought for a minute that honestly, he'd be going back out on loan. You know, I didn't think anybody would be interested in him. Hold on, you guys. Let me charge my, put my computer on the charger. Give me one sec. There we go. So, yeah, I thought Torreira would go on loan, if I'm honest. Um, so now maybe we could get some money for him, but $20 million is is what we have to get. Like, for a player this young, we can't be giving him away for $10, 15000000 million. It's not right. It doesn't feel good. You know, so for me, for Torreira, I would be a little bit more firm. But with Granite, I'm like 15 20 just get him out, you know? Um, J October says El Neni should go. We should make our bench better. We suffer when we get injuries because the players that come in are not as are not good enough at this level. That's interesting. You know, I, I think El Neni is not somebody that I look at as a must go at this point. I think I'm more looking at the Terreras and Jackas and El Neni stay for another year or so, and we sell him next summer because he's he's very unproblematic. And if you have Aziz and Albert Sambi Lakanga on the bench and Thomas party and somebody else starting, I think you're pretty much, you're stacked in that positioning. You're perfect. You're, you're fine. You're good to go, especially without Europe. Um, Cogswin says, great content. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Starboy says, I think if he leaves, it'll be late in the window when teams start to panic. Good point. Hasib says 20 Terrera, 20 million plus bonuses. Nocturnal, Nocturnal Gunner says, or Gunner says, I want us to get him out quickly because he's unhappy and we could use the funds. Yes, we could use the funds. Tony says, I love LT, top level destroyer. Not a goodbye though. Happy for him and the club if he leaves. Exactly me as well. GK says, Arsenal signed Lakanga. We, it looks like all's going ahead. I know some people are like, Everything is completely fake until they're holding up the shirt. That's perfectly fine. But reliable journalists have said that he's pretty much an Arsenal player, you know, so we're just assuming he'll be here. Boy, the cat says, I like Torreira, but I think we should cash in on him. I don't think we should sell him for cheap. It's so, un it's, it's so unfortunate just because he was the wrong profile. I think we missed the boat with the whole bringing in the small destroyer. If you wanted to do that, you should have brought in, Conte when you had the chance it's so weird that we missed out on Conte we went and got Jacka, and then when we realized Jacka was the wrong thing we got Torreira when the league is clearly telling you it's getting faster and stronger and so 
bringing in Torreira was always going to be an issue if you didn't have a, a manager that really, really wanted him. Unai Emery didn't want him. Arteta didn't want him. I don't know what Atletico wanted, but it didn't seem like they wanted him either. So it's just so unfortunate. I think Italy is where he needs to go, and I hope he gets his move there, but not if we have to sell him for, like, peanuts. GK says Torreira is more suited as an eight. Don says people love contradict themselves. Don says we have a great chance of having a good season, no Europe, less distractions if we buy the correct players. Good point. GK says we ruined Torreira when we signed him, told fans he wasn't the DM we needed. AK Gunner says if we can't get decent money, $20 million for Torreira, we should consider cash plus player, um, cash plus player swap deal. From anybody or Lazio, you know, are you thinking about a specific player from Lazio? Let me know. Yo-Yo says, could Torreira not work as the deepest in a midfield three despite his shortcomings? Mm. I think he just, he's limited in his mobility. His passing range is, is quite limited as well. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to seem, but I just think he's lacking his shortcomings or would really limit our ceiling. And we already saw that with Jacka that we don't really need that as a backup option. If for some reason we couldn't, we couldn't sell him, I would be like, okay, that's fine. But the reality is he's so unhappy in London that it's almost not worth having him at all. And Arteta does not want him at the club, you know, so, or doesn't seem to be interested in trying to integrate him. So I would say, as a concept, probably, but it would very it would limit us mid, in the midfield, and I'm not sure we need to be keeping people around that limit us. Dubber Ducky says, if Roma didn't raise their offer of 13.9 million, would you keep Jaka or sell? I think you just got to sell them. I do um, because he, his situation is so different to me because he's 29 with two years left on his deal. And so I just think we need to, and he's such a big figure at the club that we need to remove these pillars of influence in our club and, and just rid ourselves of it. Because although, you know, Louise and Bellerin and, and Jack are leaders, are they the type of leaders that we really need? It's like, we're reliant on these players, but the fact that we are reliant on them limits us in such like huge ways. So I think from um, a perspective of he limits us on the pitch and he's also a pillar of influence. I think you have to concede and his contract and age also makes it easier for me to say, just get rid. Tony says we might have to bite to bite a loss on Torreira. We can't buy cheap and sell expensive in this market. Yeah. If we do, then it is what it is, but I really, really want us to sell him for as much as possible because he's just too young to be selling for like nothing. MS says, is there a massive difference between Lakanga and Gwenduzi? Well, I can say for sure that I know exactly what type of midfielder Lakanga is, you know, for Gwenduzi, I can't really see, you know, what he actually is. And the massive difference is probably attitude. You know, there's, there's also that as well. So I think if Gwenduzi, you know, I would say from a playing standpoint, they're both very talented and have a lot of promise. But from what I've seen for Lakanga, he fits the bill in terms of his ball progression. He's very clean on the ball. He keeps it. He has a good passing range. And I think Gwenduzi is, he's such a passion merchant that we look past his limitations or the fact that he's a good player, but we're going off a of potential here. And I see more than just potential in Lakanga. I see an actual player that I can pinpoint, okay, he's a six. He can play as an eight, but he's a six. He can receive the ball off of the back line. He's very clean in his possession. He can. He's a ball progression monster. And his passing range is really good. Where Gwenduzi, I still don't really know what he is. Plus attitude, you know? Let's see. All right. So we have some more to go through. Really quick, let me pull up the next one. So we're going to talk about said Kolasinac, and we're just going to say said Kolasinac to Italy in general. You know, we don't really know where he's going to go, and I think it's his birthday as well. So happy birthday, said. But the 28-year-old is being linked to Napoli and Lazio, and that's coming from Daniele Longo. 
And Arsenal want $4 million for him. But of course, as we always know, his wages are going to be an issue. And this is why I'm really hoping that, you know, Richard Garlick is doing a good job in protecting us with these contracts because having players that you can't move on that are no good, that nobody wants, you know, for $4 million, we should be able to, he should be on a plane on his way out. And he's still plaguing us because his wages are just too high, you know? So I'm hoping that somebody will want to take him, but um, I think somebody will, but it's just lessons learned, right? You know, we cannot be getting these players on such high wages and wow, that was a really big mistake. When you really think about having Mustafi and Jaka and Socrates and, and Kolasinic, all of them on over a hundred or about hundred grand a week, what were we thinking? You know, so what do you guys think about Kolasinic? Kolasinic, oh, <laughs> Tony says I'd sell Cola for $1. <laughs> Starboy says worst case scenario, loan him out and pay a percentage of his wages for last year. Barry Bird says Guendouzi shines in crazier chaotic football when it comes to structural tactical stru um, instructions. He is not as good. I agree with this. Um, Jay October says we have to cut our losses with most of our French players. The new team we're building is so exciting. Da uh, Dave says another mistake by the board with Kolasinac. I agree. Dubber Ducky says, speaking of birthdays, did you all know that three of Antoine Griezmann's kids have the same birthdays? I did know that. Weird, huh? That is so crazy. I wonder if, like, could you pay, like, a doctor to try to make that happen? Because there's no way that that happened naturally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, could he have been like, okay, we're going to, you know, let's not even go there. Why am I thinking about this? Chasman Jeffers says, why sign this guy in the first place? I mean, I feel like at that point in time, we were really heavily reliant on stat DNA. And basically with stat DNA, you input, you know, it's basically like, you know, input, inputting what you want. And, and then it, it spits out options. And we're looking for a cheap option as a left back. You know, and he was a free signing. And from his compilations, he looked like this strong, really fast guy. But from the technical side, he's absolutely dead. Like he's he's just not good technically. And his limitations began to show. I think he was also very intertwined with a group of players that didn't have the club's best interest at heart. And so I think when you recruit players, you have to recruit them holistically. You can use stat DNA to give you a set of, of players based on, you know, certain search requirements or search results or whatever. And then you have to go watch them and see what they actually do in a game type situation. You need to know what their temperament and attitude is like, you know? So I think we're not, we never did holistic recruitment. We would do one thing or the other. And stat DNA is really good for getting you a, you know, looking at a broad set of, of players and being able to dwindle it down and, and get like a core group of like five players, but you still need to do more work. And I don't think they did the, the final work on Kolasinac to see if he was really a good fit. MS says Kolasinac reminds me of a stronger version of Semedo. Semedo. GK says he was in Bundesliga team of the season, but he was playing as a wingback. Very good point. Um, we saw that when he played as just a regular fullback slash a, a left-sided center back, which was probably one of the scariest times of watching Arsenal, watching him as a left-sided center back trying to play the ball out of the back. Um, he wasn't good at that. When you play as a wing back, you don't have as much defensive responsibility. Your defensive you know, inefficiencies are, are masked by having an additional center back there to, to save your ass. You know? So Kolasinac really got over, didn't he? You can't cross the ball. Yeah, it was really funny when people said you can't cross the road. Like, it was just so funny. I mean, not funny. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. But, um, yeah, he's not very good. Yeah, he couldn't play left-sided center back. He's just bad. So hopefully we can move him on. That's what I'm hoping. There's about 83 of you guys watching. You know the drill. Make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel. And let's talk about Dinos Mavropano. So off on his way to Stuttgart on a permanent deal. Um, goal says the talks are progressing between Stuttgart and Arsenal over a permanent deal for Mavropanos, believed to be in the region of 7 million. 
there's a lot of talk about this fee being too low. And I just want to throw it to you guys in the chat box. Do you think $7 million for Mavropanos is too low after the season that he had at, at Stuttgart? You know, he did really well. He was able to stay relatively uninjured, which has had a really big, like a hard time doing at his time at Arsenal. So do you think we're selling him for too little or do you think that it's okay to just kind of cut ties with, with Mavropanos? I mean, his market value is six, is six million, not that much more, you know? So what do you guys think? I'm telling you guys right now that his transfer market value is 6.6. Like it's, it's six, million 60 like it's very very cheap how much did we pay for him let me check i'm not sure we paid like 2.3 million yeah like 2.3 million so We'd be making money. You know, we made money on the loans that we sent him on. But again, his transfer market value is a little bit less than $7 million, And the deal that would be getting done is around 7 So, oh, Renee says we paid $1.8. So, you know, it's just so funny because we want people to pay an arm and a leg for our players. But, you know, or pay over the odds for our players. But... When people want us to pay for theirs, we don't want to pay them. Jay October says he has no no place in the team and no other teams want him. I say cut ties. Chasman says Mavropanos, the price is too low. Billy says way too low. Full international with a full season in the big league, 20 million minimum. Yo-Yo says, I swear his contract was extended last season, so that means... He wouldn't be sold for less. I mean, he's not being sold for less than what we paid for him. Starboy says, just take it and run. We've let these players go free in the past. It's very true. Rawinder says, breaking news, Silva transfer talk started. Um, MS says 10 million minimum. Jared says sell with a sell a, a buyback clause, a sell-on or a buyback clause, just in case he turns out to be better than we hope. That's a very good point, Jared. Um, maybe we could just insert a buyback or a sell-on just in case. Barry says the same thing, better be a sell-on clause. Barry says, are we mixing dollars and euros up? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's, we paid, we paid, 2.3 million in dollars. So that's less, obviously, in euros. You know, so yeah, 6.6 .6 million dollars, you know, so that's less, but we'll be getting 7 million euros for him, 7 million pounds, you know. So for me, I, I'm not really seeing a big issue. I think we just get rid, you know, so make sure we don't lose him for free or whatever and um, just move on. I don't think he has a place in our team. Wouldn't you guys hate it if we're like, okay, like, no, we're not going to sell him. We're going to keep him at Arsenal or, or make them loan him again. And then he got injured. You know, we know that he has a dodgy injury record. So maybe it's just ready to just get him, get him out. You know, uh, say this as considering we, he went on loan and supposedly did very well. 7 million is very low. It just boils down to us not being very good at selling players. Zick says, another player that we bought in Young and never really gave a chance. That's a good point. Do you guys think he didn't get enough of a chance? Dave says, remember Van Persie, sell him. Jay October says, any youth players you are excited about that have not appeared in the first team? Um, Keto Taylor Hart, I've just heard a lot about him and from the clips that I've seen. I haven't seen him actually play a game from, from the clips that I've seen. He looks really, really good. A very promising young player. So, He's, he's somebody that I'm excited about. Also excited about, um, let's see. Well, Aziz has kind of played a little bit, hasn't he? So not really him, right? I would say Keto Taylor Hart. That's what I would say. Zick says, I would like to have seen 10 million, but seven seems decent. Bowie the Cat says seven 
is a drop in the ocean. Starboy says he's not going to play. So what's the point of keeping him? Really good point. GK says, hmm. <laughs> Tamina says, sell Joe Willick to Newcastle, please, for $30 million. Um, Yo-Yo says it's strange no one wants him other than Stuttgart. That's another good point. You know, if, if he was doing so well, why is nobody else really coming in for him? They said that other people were interested, but you're not really interested unless you're putting in a bid. You know, MS says, let's just get the deal done. Um, Barry says, didn't Mislintat not say Mavropanos injury should be behind him as they got to the root cause? I mean, hopefully it is, you know, but hey, I just all I re remember of him is him being injured. Um, GK says, not my money, though, so I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much the ones that I wanted to go over. We have about five more minutes. If you guys want to drop questions into the chat box. I'm more than happy to answer questions for the next five minutes so we can make sure we get a good hour out of the show. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday and enjoying your Father's Day. Again, if there's any fathers watching in the chat box, happy Father's Day. Um, and I hope you're enjoying your day. Again, I just dropped the, the link for the Andre Silva show. And um, while you guys are typing in your questions into the chat box, remember that 7 p.m. UK time tomorrow, Kambavinga profile, um, how he'd be used at Arsenal, how he would fit in at Arsenal. So that's at 7 p.m. UK time. And at 10 p.m. UK time, George and I will be doing a show about Arsenal and the striker situation. We'll ultimately, and, and Harry will be here as well, will ultimately be answering the question of do Arsenal need a striker? And we'll be going through, you know, how that will affect a bombing. What kind of striker do we actually need? How will that affect Balogun and Martinelli and all those types of things? So make sure you guys are here for 10 p.m. UK time. And if that wasn't enough content for you, um, if you're up and you're watching Argentina versus Paraguay tomorrow, I'll be doing a watch along for that game. Tons and tons of content coming your way. Let's see. Sean says, do I like dogs? Yes, I do. I have a dog. Um, She's not allowed in here right now because she is so annoying, but I have a dog and um, I love dogs. I'm not a cat person at all. J October says, how would you manage Balligan next season? It depends on what happens. So if we're unable to sell Lacazette, I would still probably send him out on loan and just use a bumming and Lacazette and Martinelli as our center forwards and give him meaningful minutes somewhere like a good team, you know, like a, a Crystal Palace or a Norwich or, or somewhere like that. And, you know, even maybe a Brighton or something like that and, and see what, how he does. Um, if we sell Lacazette and for some reason we don't get a striker, just use him, but it's risky. It's very, very risky. And I can see us in January looking like we need a striker because he's just so young, but I'm really leaning towards loaning him out. You know, if we keep Lacazette and we bring in a striker, whether we do either or, I, I'm leaning towards loaning him out so we can get him meaningful minutes so next season he can come in and, and do something for us, you know. Tamina, I don't have any news on Frank Kessie. I honestly think that um, this is about him signing a new deal. I don't see us being really interested in him, to be honest. Um, MS says, what's happening with Bellerin? Haven't heard anything about him recently. The only thing that I do know is that the Spanish teams are interested. Sevilla, Atletico, and Villarreal. And nothing, no, no bids have been put in as of yet. But we're looking for about $20 million for him. Starboy says, if you could only sign three players we've been linked to, who would it be? Mm, only three? I would say... Um, I would say if I can only sign three, it would be Basuma, James Madison, and Ben White. And I would play him as a right back, as an inverted right back, and play Saliba next to him. Dave Riley. No, no, I take that back. I would say Basuma, James Madison, and Onana. Take it back. Dave Riley says, Jess, who's your favorite Arsenal player ever? It's a very equal tie between um, Gilberto Silva, Patrick Vieira, Robert Pires. 
um, between the three. It was it was Ashley Cole for a very long time, but when the Chelsea thing happened, I just never really recovered from it. Um, so Vieira, Gilberto, and and Robert Perez, and if I had to choose somebody from the Emirates era, by far Jack Wilshire. Like I love that kid. Like I know he had his injury issues, but I just thought he was just so good. So I would say those three plus Jack Wilshire, those are my favorite players. Very hard to choose one for me. And I do love Henri. It's not that I don't love him. It's just, again, just the way I played and the way I played um, soccer back in the day and stuff. Those are just the players that really influenced me. I love the way that they played and everything. So, you know, let's see. MS says, which three midfielders would you choose from all the ones we've been linked with? Lakanga, Basuma, and James Madison. Barry says, did you see the links with Lamptey again? Talented player, but is he a good right back? Are we really linked again or better further up the pitch? He plays like a wing back, you know, so we don't play with wing backs. So I think for Arsenal fans who are really complaining about Bellerin not being great at defending, Lamptey is basically Bellerin pre-injury. So very fast, but also lacks a bit of end product. He gets into good positions, but his final ball tends to be lacking, which is the same thing we have with Bellerin. And he's just not a great defender, and I'm worried about his injuries. So he's not the right back I would take. I would either do the inverted right back thing with a Ben White or a Tyler Adams or something, but I'd prefer like a Riddle Baku. And if I couldn't get him, I'd get Max Aarons. Like, I don't understand the Lamptey thing. I really don't. Starboy says first Arsenal game you remember watching. Hmm. That's a really good question. Let's see. When I first started watching Arsenal, it was like in 2002. And I would say like the most memorable game I can, I can remember is it like, I would say most memorable game because I was, way younger back then so I can hardly really remember the, those games but the most memorable game had to be winning the league at Old Trafford that one I can remember like it was yesterday and I can remember like you know games against Chelsea games against Leeds but not very like super vividly but that's the game that I I know I watched and I was like very into because that's the game that made me realize like I hate Manchester United like I can't stand them so I would say winning the league at Old Trafford is my most memorable game that I can remember. Um, but it, I'm sure it wasn't my first game. But again, I was like maybe 14, you know, something like that. Yep, that. Will Tord, exactly. Um, my whole Arsenal memories are basically about Patrick Vieira, Roy Keane, you know, being like our main rivals. I mean, Spurs were like so nothing. They're still nothing, but like really nothing back then. Manchester United versus Arsenal in the tunnel, talking smack, you know, just beating up on every single team. Even if they scored first, we'd still come back and win. Jens Lehmann being a total asshole, you know, just those types of things, you know, the battle, you know, um, the, the, what do they call them? something the the six or whatever so when they had the the rude venezuela situation where you know um ray parlor and martin keown came over and bopped rude venezuela in the head when he missed the the penalty and then they all got like suspended at different times and that's that's what i remember like those are my memories you know so I'm happy that I got the opportunity to see Arsenal when we were good, good. Like I know a lot of people are like, well, we were good in 2010. We were good. in no, we, when we were good, like we were winning things, we were going far in the champions league, you know, um, when we lost, you know, to Barcelona in the champions league, like those games, like, you know, that's what I remember. That's what I, that's what Arsenal is for me. Wiltord was very underrated. I mean, back in those days, we had Ray Parler on the bench. He could start for anybody. Wiltord on the bench. He could start for anybody. Kanu on the bench. He could start for anybody. I mean, those were the days, you know? Yo-Yo says, with fans back, do you expect Arsenal's home form to improve and their away form to decline? 
it depends on what players are there. You know, for me, I thought players that didn't do well with fans in the stands were, you know, like Jacka, um, Mustafi. These guys look very shaky when fans were in the stands. So if we have better players with better mentality, I think our home form will be fine. Um, and we'll just see what happens, you know. We'll see, Yo-Yo. I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the, the fans in the stands thing. I think it helped us a little bit, but I'm hoping that we have better players so it won't affect them as much. Thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. I try to really work hard for you guys, and I have fun talking to you guys. No problem. I'm not deluded Gunnar's sister. We are not related. <laughs> We're not. Um, yeah, Starboy, I cried at 10 years old versus Barcelona in 2006. Yes, worst day ever. It was so tough, like, watching Arsenal and then also watching, like, Ronaldinho. You guys know Ronaldinho is my favorite player. I was – it was really, really tough. <laughs> it was very tough. Um, Pop Smoke fan says, Jess – when Arsenal were good, you had a good coach. This is, yeah, true. Arson is a legend. Well, before we go, um, I'll show you guys this. Found these pictures. I showed you guys some of my pictures yesterday, so I'll just continue to share with you guys because you. I don't think you guys believe I like actually played like for real, for real. So, let me see. Can you guys see that? <laughs> Memories. <laughs> so I'll find a way to post these on Twitter so you guys can look at them and stuff like that. I'm trying to figure out if I can get my tapes, you know, so I can post those. High school pictures. Yeah. So that's me all. Yep. Rocking the jersey. Thank you guys. And I played midfield and right back. So I guess I would fit the Arsenal profile right now. You guys would be paying 40 something million for me now because I can play both positions. <laughs> but yeah, um, right back in central midfield. As I got older, I, I'm, I've ended up being a right back. Yep. All right, you guys. So that's it for the stream. Nice and long, you know, like one, one hour and, and seven minutes. There's about 88 of you guys watching right now. So make sure you guys like the video and subscribe to the channel. 7 p.m. UK time, 10 p.m. UK time, and then a watch along for Argentina, Paraguay. So, yep. I will talk to you guys later. Take care of yourselves. Please enjoy your Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers watching, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all.